Welcome to the week nine edition of the Martin Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Don here with my brother Joe. And I am Don. I'm here with my brother Joe. Nice to see you. Oh, now that that's all clear, um, we have officially passed the halfway point of the regular NFL season. And Joe, I am just amazed. This is the first year that we have all been clustered at three and five um, to six and two. We usually have by this point at least one player who's seven and one or better and one player who's two and six and worse so do you what do you owe that to do you think our league is are we getting smarter are people are people listening to us and getting smarter or let's take all the credit and say because people are starting better players and listening to us yeah i Um, do know that i kind of watch you know like what recommendations we make and then i go and see if people listen it's probably like one out of 10 listens to us. <laughs> it's not, it's not often. And well, you know, people seem funny. to do just fine. But I, I think as long as we keep providing logic, like, you know, at least a reason for why we would do it other than I like him. I think he's going to do great. Oh, that's what I do. That's, I think we're, we're doing our, we're doing our duties. So the thing about our league though, is that we, we've scored an average of 2.2 points over the projections that ESPN has given. And so that, that leads us to believe that our league does know. So, you know, we're looking for players that might be, okay, this person ESPN projects at 10, but I think he's better than that. You know, we're picking out those players. Yeah. Well, as a league, um, which is pretty cool. Well, I just, I'm, just all a Twitter thinking about how close everything is this year. But uh, that aside, Joe, do you want to kind of recap some of week eight? Were there any interesting stats or who kind of underperformed or overperformed this past week? Let's start there. Yeah. So, um, at, well, at high level, Republicans did overperform their projections. Um. <laughs> Dalvin Cook. <laughs> I know he's a registered Republican, right? Like, <laughs> is he? I don't know. Uh, sorry, we're not going to talk about politics. Um, so there was one team that was in the top five and did not win. That's Evan. He was the second highest scorer and lost. This is the second week in a row that he's been top five and lost. So uh, kind of some bad luck. Uh, he, he lost to Jordan. Uh, Kyle Schroeder was the seventh highest scorer, and he got a win this week. Against he needed Andy. that. He he, Kyle really needed that. If he didn't win this week, he would have been sitting at two and six. And yes, he's getting CMC back. Hopefully, Aaron Jones soon. But even with getting them back, if he was at two and six, we'd be in the same I think situation as last year, where he'd pretty much have to run the table. So, um, really important win there. And it also yeah, it, it so crushed too. Andy's soul, which we'll sure we'll talk about at another time. So, <laughs> double double whammy there. Jordan was the top scorer, 124, and Brian Lois at 57. He struggled this week. Um, just a couple other stats. I didn't really write by like every overperformer, um, but Dalvin Cook just killed it. Uh, he projected at 17.3, and he had 47.6 points. Um, I want to know if that's the highest scorer. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a 50. I know I've seen a 40. If you go look at Christian McCaffrey last year, I'm, I'm pretty sure he had several 40s. Kamara may have had a 40 this year too. Well, let's, just, let's just see real fast. Um, at least the last two years, I, 
I only have specific player data for that. That Dalvin Cook this week was the highest score that we've ever had, 47.6. Tyler Lockett uh, last week, 45.5 um, is our second highest. So, anyway. And, and Evan lost, which I'm pretty sure he's probably the only person that plays fantasy football who had Dalvin Cook and lost. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's I wish this was the week we had Evan on. I'd really like to hear him <laughs> wail. <laughs> uh, DK Metcalf overperformed a lot. He had a great game. Uh, see, who are some underperformers? This, some defenses had some bad um, underperforming, wah, wah. some negative points. Uh, my George Kittle, but he was injured. So was Kenny Galladay. Carson Wentz had an awful performance, 11.6 underperform. Kareem Hunt did. Tyler Lockett actually had an underperforming. So. Those kind of some big names that didn't do so hot this past week. Is Jordan's team good? Or is he, I mean, he's sitting in first place. Congratulations. You definitely deserve it. High score this week. But I I look at the team and I just can't figure out, is is this team good? Is he just a really good manager? Or is this just completely fluky and it's all going to come back down to earth? I think uh, he's in for a good year. I don't know whether he's his team is good, but um, I think he's he's gonna be good. I've also um, I was also wondering about variants of our team scoring, and I was thinking about it because I, I Nick seems to be one of those teams that oh dear oh oh here we go oh, Don uh, uh, all over oh my gosh it's coming out we'll clean oh, it up just, later. Okay. Nick's, right. Nick's one of those teams where I feel like he's oftentimes scores really high, scores really low. Do you have or can you calculate sometime like which of our teams are smaller yeah. standard deviations? Yeah, I can do that. I yeah, think it's, uh, there's, there's a better statistic like co- coefficient variation or something, but yeah, something like that. And a couple others. I, there was a couple other teams that, I had been pretty high on that now aren't looking quite as nice anymore. I mean, Tim's, we love Tim's team. I mean, Tim's great, right? He's scoring a lot of points, doing things, but all of a sudden losing miles, what's his name? Gaskin, miles Gaskin for three mm-hmm. weeks. All of a sudden it, it puts him back into a very shaky running back position. And then Kyle dash. I mean, I've, I've loved the look of his team recently and now boom, all of a sudden, with Dallas and Shambles not being able to figure out their quarterback, Amari Cooper doesn't look intriguing anymore. Right. And then Nick Chubb's supposed to come back next week. So is that going to start taking a hit on Kareem Hunt? It's really interesting how the swings are kind of go up and down um, very quickly this year. Yeah, and I think uh, I tried to get trade with Kyle Bash, but – Joe, I- You've got a quiz here for us, but I have a question before we get to the quiz. It's, it's a quiz question. Is Jonathan Taylor toast? Like, is he like toast, like not oh, good anymore? Or, or, or is he a piece of toast? Yeah, he, yeah, he's a human being for sure. I've, I've seen him before. Not okay. in person, um, but I don't know. I've, I've seen, I've heard that he's, he's going to be okay. So like, because he's a rookie and they want to give him every opportunity to succeed like he's he's gonna keep his job at least if he plays I, uh, his injury was minor so 
I think he still has a lot of opportunities in the future. Like he's not like done. This I year, heard. I, so. I heard a very damning um, comparison. Someone likened him to Trent Richardson. Oh man. Oh. That was bad. Oh, I don't know. It, uh, it could happen. Great college career. High draft pick. Supposed to be he really needs, good. He needs to use that as like motivation to. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Let's move on. All right, so let's go through the quiz real fast. Um, these are just about our league, and specifically a lot of these will be about the starters in our league because I don't really have the stats for our bench players. But uh, let's see how you do with what our league has done so far this year. Or some of the questions are for other years. So question one is, which NFL team has been started by our league the most this year? And I'll give you options for each of these just to – well, can uh, I just guess? Yeah, if you want to just guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll guess first, and then if I'm way off, then you can give me choices. Um, how about Atlanta? No, that's a good guess. Okay. That's second highest. Oh, all right. You can just tell me who's highest. I'm not going to uh, – one more guess, one more guess. Um, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of, like, it's got to be a team that's got has a running back and two wide receivers is kind of where I'm, I'm going initially in my head. What about a tight end? Well, most teams have tight ends too. Gosh, I would say, I want to say Dallas. That's third highest. Wow. Okay. Kansas City. Kansas City oh, is number well, one. Okay. Kelsey, right. Mahomes have been started every week, and Tyreek Hill. Okay. And the defense has found their way in there. Or I'm not sure oh, if yeah. they them. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Which. What? I, um, this, I, I think that I've. Oh, I was going to reword this question, uh, but I didn't. Which fantasy team has, like, started the most unique players? So their starting lineup has changed the most. I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. We are uh, pooping and, like, farting all over the place. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> yeah. I, I so the question was, which which fantasy team has started the most unique players on their starting roster? Like their starting roster has changed the most throughout this first half. Ooh. Okay. Um. Teams with maybe a lot of injuries, a lot of pickups. I, I think I'm up there, but I don't think I'm number one. I, I would guess um, Jordan first. No. Okay. Um, uh, you want to keep guessing? You. 
Yes. Okay. I've started 31 unique players, which consist of seven defenses, five quarterbacks, nine different running backs, two tight ends, and eight wide receivers. Why you do that? I don't know. Kyle Schroeder is second, and Andy was third. Okay. All right. Uh, how about who has started the least amount? So, a consistent starting lineup. Kyle Dash. That's right. Uh, it was actually pretty close. There was three teams that have started 17 unique players, and he's started 16. Uh, Chiefs and Amari Cooper every single week. And then Josh Allen and Derek Henry, seven out of the eight weeks. So, yeah, I find that, um, I mean, he's just, I always just remember looking at his lineups, and I'm like, he's, he just has good players, and they very rarely is he in a situation where he's having to really choose between a bench player and a starter. So, to, yeah, so. and he's, I mean, he doesn't trade but he doesn't need to trade that much i mean he's oh seems like he has a good team uh which nfl team has overperformed the most in our starting lineups oh that's a good question uh seattle yeah that's right wow so okay. on average 3.94 points <laughs> over performing for seattle players well they're just i mean russell wilson's cooking and yeah, he's the he's the main one to. How about the most underperformed one? This one's a little tricky. Oh, I'm probably not even gonna think of. So these are only the players that we started, though, not just yeah. okay. Um, underperformed. <laughs> Is it Baltimore? <laughs> that's a good guess, but no. Uh, um, it's Giants, okay. but that's because Barkley. Ah, like bring it down. So for for bonus, who's the second? The gun. You have to at least start the player. So uh, I know that's the hard part. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Washington? Uh, apparently, Miami. Really? Okay. Well, yeah, Devontae Parker's know, kind of how, stunk, but he's kind of up and down. So maybe he just wasn't started on some of his good weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So going back since 2015 now, since the our team or our league has been, which fantasy team, which owner has the greatest increase in scoring between the first half and the second half of the season? So who does better in the second half? You do. Mm, no. Nope. Well, I know something about your team, and I want to. If you don't do the quiz question, I'm going to look it up and spell it off. Um, I don't, not me for sure. I'd like all the answers to be me when they're positive. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. But um, maybe, um, maybe this is where Kyle Schroeder comes in. No, nope. Jordan. Jordan, oh, okay. Jordan does. By 6.4 points, he scores more in the second half. Congratulations. So that's why I think that he's in for a good, he's in for a good year. He's, he's made it six and two, and now he's going to score 6.4 points higher the rest of the season. And then last question I had was, which one has decreased the most in the second half? This one, I think you can figure it out. Nick? Yes. <laughs> Overwhelmingly, Nick. By four. Wow. Six points. Nick, keep paying attention this year because I think that you can do it. You, can, you had that good trade for CEH, so stay in it this year. What's the fun fact about my team? Well, it's – so – I won't even ask the question. So I looked up who has the best records um, and really it's winning percentage in the playoffs. 
So once we get oh. to the playoffs, and this doesn't take into account if you're in the championship or consolation bracket, but Joe, you've got the best record, 10 and three in playoffs, wow. followed shortly by me, 10 and four, which I guess we've won three out of the five times. Whoop, whoop. Um, Let's go. But we are, we are late bloomers. Well, we really come to play when, when the playoffs come. So. Wow, I didn't know that. See if that continues. Is that it? Do you want to hustle through these matchups? <clears throat> well, you got to do a little bit of transactions real fast. Oh, okay. Only notable ones. I picked up Jamichael Hasty. I'm a little surprised that other folks didn't bid a little bit harder on him, especially with Tim, given his situation at running back now. But um, I bid 23 because I, I – specifically just didn't want you to play him against me in case he goes off. I think you know that probably why you didn't even bid on him. Uh, <laughs> I, I must've just completely missed that. Like I had no idea. Okay. Was, so I just, it, it just, yeah. Okay. Um, Andy got Marvin Jones. He needed to pick up someone cause the rest of his roster is on by. He'll be a decent start for as long as Galladay's out. Only other notable one, Brian through tiebreaker got Matt Breida over Tim. So Tim at least did go for a running back to replace Gaskin. Uh, probably should have bid a little higher. They both bid five. And then um, there was a trade. Not sure if you're going to talk too much about this, but Andy has decided to um, tank for for what? We got to come up with a lose for something. Like who's going to be the number one draft pick next year or something? Yeah, but he's he still doesn't want to be last place because how we have it is the winner of the consolation bracket. Oh, he's pooping pick. for picks. Yeah. Oh, the, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah pooping oh, for picks. Yeah, so he's decided to do the poop for picks route, um, and he gave Clyde Edwards a layer to Nick, um, as well as his 14th and 16th round picks next year for Nick's second and sixth round because he took a player and basically dropped him right away. Um, I've got some recommendations as we go along. I, I personally, I don't know why Andy's giving up so soon, but now that he is, I'm, I'm really hoping he commits to it. And I've got some recommendations along the way here when we go through the matchups of some folks that should hit up Andy or that Andy should kind of go after to offload oh, nice. some more players. Okay. Great. All right, which one are you going to talk about first? Uh, how about just our matchup? Let's get it out of the way. Oh, yes. Um, well, I won week one. So this is our first week of the season where we start to have some repeat uh, matchups in the season. And I, I think, Joe, I'm going to get you this week. I, I could be wrong, but um, you're going to need some people to really overperform to, to catch me. I, I think that you're going to win too. I, I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't want to drop anyone right now. And I think I'm going to, because I like my bench. I like the people on my bench. I think they have some value, but I need a defense. So I, I'm trying to work out some trade for a two-for-one, a three-for-two, but no one's really helping me out here. I'm really not trying to screw anyone over. I, I just I, I want to work out a trade this week. Um, anyway. But and you're going after right – I, I don't look too good. Huh? Well, you're one of the people on my list. I mean, um, Chris Carson. Andy's got I him. just now talked to Andy about 30 minutes ago about okay. Chris Carson. All right. Might be um, one to keep on the radar. I've got some other folks that I think should also have Chris Carson on the radar, but. Okay. Here's the deal for me real fast. And then uh, I'm done talking about myself forever. Um, but uh, George Kittle went down and my, my lineup is no better than Andy's right now. My starting lineup. 
And so if he's tanking, like, why would I trade draft picks next year for a possibility that I might make the playoffs? Like, I just don't think that I'm, I'm going to trade draft picks to get Chris Carson. Um, so are you thinking think that you, would you then be open to trading Devonte Adams? Would you put him on the trade market and yes. say, yes. Oh, wow. So you'd almost be ready to kind of go the, that route too. Interesting. You're on tilt. You're four and four, one, three in a row. Yeah, but it, but my if you look at my starting lineup, it is one of the worst in the league now because George Kittle went down. You also like won the championship so one year. You won the championship one year scoring the least amount of points. So I, just saying it's fancy football, but interesting. Okay, well, you heard it here, listeners. If um, you don't see Joe getting a running back or something in a deal, then maybe um, go throw I'm him some pick offers for Adams. I'm not going to trade draft picks. I don't want to trade my draft picks, like give up my second or third to sure. try to go for it this year. I gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you definitely were either probably in sell mode or or you're just looking to swap players. So right, this is swap players. Yep. Um, let's move on from that matchup and let's talk about Kyle Bash five and three versus Evan four and four. Joe, what are your thoughts on this one? Pretty two pretty good teams. Yeah, I think Evan's going to be the top scorer this week. Um, Dalvin Cook, just I mean, I think they're they're going to rely on him. Um, this week, and uh, I, I guess I don't know about Michael Thomas if he's going to play or not, but um, yeah, I just think that he has the better matchups. Kyle Bash has been struggling lately, um, and so yeah, I don't I don't see him pulling this one out this week. Yeah, no start sit decisions for me on this. I'll go with Evan in this matchup as well. Both of these teams, though. I think could go take a look at Andy's wide receivers. Both of them could, could use AJ Brown this week as an upgrade. But remember, Andy also has Justin Jefferson and T Higgins. So a couple other lower tier wide receivers, Evan might not be interested in Jefferson because he has Thielen, but uh, I could definitely see Kyle kind of boosting his wide receiver core with one of those. And um, I mean, if Evan landed AJ Brown, Watch out, guys. Like, that's yeah, that's now that's a real true. roster, like a really, really good roster with um, Michael Thomas potentially coming back also. Did you say Evan's going to win as well? I said Evan's going to win as well. Okay. You just need to stop tracking this. I believe I went like one in four last week. I actually again. didn't pay attention to how, how we did last well, week. Well, I didn't do well. Next matchup, let's look at Tim, who is three and five, versus Nick, who's five and three. These two teams played each other back in week five and Nick won. This is when Nick scored 144 points. And I think that the script gets flipped this week. And I believe Tim's going to win. Um, he's going to move up to four and five, get a little bit closer to the playoffs. And Nick, oh boy, it just, it just doesn't look great. I know you got CEH, which is good, but you just lost Brandon Ayuk pretty bold starting Antonio Brown. I guess you kind of have to based on what you, what you've got, or, or maybe you want to go back to Andy and give him some more picks and <laughs> get into wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, I have him, I have him playing Antonio Brown. Um, so I think that's, I, I think he wins though. I'm, I'm actually going to pick Nick. Wow. That's so I, big. Yeah. I don't know exactly why. Um, Oh, because one of the, I see, because Miles Gaskin went out, and so I just think that that's that's gonna put his team in array, like disarray. Like it's just the team is gonna be like, what, what is why this happened, and then they're just not gonna play well. So I think Nick, I think Nick has a, 
Tim's another one. Tim, go get Chris Carson. Go put in some bits for him too. You're a Seattle Seahawks fan. Uh, this is perfect for you. Um, the only the only thing I will have to say about Chris Carson, at least it was part of the reason why Andy wasn't uh, keen to give him up, is that he is a fourth rounder. And I think that is a good keeper value if Chris Carson comes back and he's RB1 territory. I mean, keeping him as a fourth is a good option for Andy. So, But I'm not saying someone can't. But. Could be. I also, I, unless he was picked up, I mean, Jerry Judy's sitting there on the waiver wire right now. That could be someone that Nick picks up. I like Jerry Judy starting personally better than both Christian Kirk and the unknown of Antonio Brown this week. So just oh, a yeah, suggestion yeah. if, if you have interest in him. Fourth matchup, Kyle Schroeder, three and five versus our first place team, six and two Jordan. Where are you leaning on this one? Uh, Kyle Schroeder, especially if uh, – Christian McCaffrey comes back. I think he's supposed he to. Jeez, actually, Aaron Jones is a game time decision also tonight, which is, jeez. I thought Aaron Jones um, was pretty much out. He really is a game I mean, time. He's projected as zero, but they still have him be a game time decision. They're still wow. saying that. Okay. Uh, I'm switching. I'm actually gonna say I'm gonna say Jordan takes it. I will say. I will say Kyle, and he's another Carson candidate, um, in in my opinion, that he could go get. I don't know how much Andy's going to sell him for, but he could go get Carson this week. If Jones is out, you got Carson, CMC. You got some nice other wide receivers going with plus matchups. I like Matt Ryan this week. Um, I actually think this could be fairly, fairly lopsided. I think Jordan's going to fall pretty heavily here all right and lastly brian three and five versus andy three and five is this a loser goes home or whoever drops the three and six here do we officially kind of give up on in terms of being able to make the playoffs it seems like it yeah but i mean it's not for sure but yeah i and i think that brian takes it um yeah the sell of ceh again i i, I don't want to underemphasize team dynamics and like within fantasy rosters of and course. with him, selling off CEH is just going to, uh, yeah, deflate the team. Uh, no, I think Brian, yeah, he has, uh, yeah, he's going to win. Does there any start or sit? Yeah. On this one, I think for Brian, it's, it's, it's always this, it's, it's who does he start a wide receiver? Um, he's got to start Hopkins. We know that, but then he's got Fuller, Claypool, and Anderson, assuming yeah. Ridley's out, in which I think everything's leaning towards Ridley at least missing this week. So, do you like he's got Fuller and Claypool in there? Anderson's got a good matchup against Kansas City's. I know he has kind of been rough in the last three weeks, but getting eight targets the last two weeks still, he's got the volume. Do you think he's got think the right Fuller people? Fuller and Claypool have, uh, I, I like them this week for DFS also, but. Okay. Um, so I would actually, I like those, those picks. Yeah, I think I agree. I think, yeah, I think he's got it right this week, but I, there's something about Anderson. I don't know. I wouldn't say, you know, having three bad weeks in a row, I know it's hard to, to put him in there. I'd just be tempted to, I, I, I am, I'm not, I like Claypool. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's always tough having a ton of confidence starting a Pittsburgh wide receiver being an owner of one myself, I, I sympathize because it's just, 
you don't know who the targets are going to go to or who the touchdowns are. So with Anderson, I feel confident he's at least going to get the targets, which I actually might lean slightly there, but. And that concludes our matchups of the week. Any other thing, Joe, before we hop into DFS segment? Oh, I'm nope. sorry, the DFS. In the game. Right. Well, Joe, why don't you, I pull up some stuff here, recap how close we were last week, and then we will um, start with our guest picks and fill out the roster. Yeah, so I think we did, we did well last week. Uh, we were in the top 40%. Actually, more than that, we were in the top 33% because it was 204th out of like 600. Um, and we have to crack like the top 27% to place uh, for money. So we did, we had a pretty good roster. Uh, we had a few duds, but I don't think for lack of like that's, I think it was a good pick. Like AJ Green just didn't do anything even though he had tons of targets leading up to that game and um so yeah I, and it's just it's and we didn't have any boom boom yeah. people so we couldn't make up for it yeah we needed henry to get that second touchdown or um, herbert not to have a couple of the picks that he had if he would have had you know not had those minus ones then i mean we were we were very close um but that's okay um we've got many weeks ahead of us. And I think we're getting a little smarter in terms of the players we're picking. So Joe, who um, submitted picks this week? So again, only Jordan and Evan. Oh Um, boy. Guys, that's like three or four weeks in a row. Kyle Kyle Bash, you, you're like a DFS expert. I I doubt he even listens to the podcast. Oh, Kyle, (laughs) come on. I I think that we just, uh, maybe I'll just text him and see what his picks are and replace one of mine or something but he's he loves this sort of thing uh so jordan did noah fant um which i think is a pretty good pick for tight end um 4600 right uh i have 4600 yeah 46. Oh, yeah, sorry i thought you just sorry yeah yeah that's right um and then Interestingly, in, in, inter, interesting, interestingly enough, Evan, uh, he gave me two, either Chase Claypool or Melvin Gordon, but uh, I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon for him. I like him better, um, and those were his top two picks. That's interesting that he is he's going with Melvin Gordon when he's not currently starting him. Yeah. Starting him. I guess – I mean, it is pretty good value for 5,300 for a running back. Um, hmm. It gives us a lot of a lot of room to try to to spend money. Those two were pretty cheap options. It does, and this week, Joe, you actually get to pick first. So, who would be your top pick for the remaining slots? Okay, so I like uh, Deshaun Watson as our quarterback. I kind of hinted at stacking with Will Fuller. And so I, I don't know, that's my next pick if you don't do it, but. <laughs> he did have a really good game when they played Jacksonville last time. That was also the game where uh, Bill O'Brien had just gotten fired. And so they came out and it was like, let's show that Deshaun Watson's really good without that old coach. So. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Could be good. The only concern I have is that 
Jacksonville's starting a rookie quarterback this week, and oh. does the game script potentially not favor a lot of throwing? Could this actually be a David Johnson, Duke Johnson game? Who knows? That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Just, just yeah. something to, for us to think about. Um, I will go to our second running back slot for my first pick. And I'm also kind of thinking game script here, looking at the Pittsburgh-Dallas game. I got to think Pittsburgh's going to get up early and that that's going to result in James Conner getting a lot of touches in this game. And so at 6,900, not terribly expensive. Um, I'm going to put him in there next to Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick. Um, go ahead and just put Will Fuller in there for me. Uh, yeah, I like that. So for 6,800, we are stacking Will Fuller with Deshaun Watson. Yep. I really don't like doing what I'm about to do, but I'm just going to do it. No, I'm not. Not yet. I'm backtrack. Um, I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Um, at 6,800 as well. Russell Wilson seems to be on this um, back and forth thing with Lockett and Metcalf. And last week, Metcalf got all the targets. This week, it's going to be Lockett up in Buffalo against a very, very bad defense. That leaves us with one wide receiver, slot to fill, a flex, and a defense. How much money? So we have... 22.5 left. So about 7,000 a pick. So. Okay, I'm going to go really cheap on uh, defense. Uh, and I think I'm just going to try to exploit, hopefully, a, a miss or a price mismatch for Minnesota versus Detroit. And this is because uh, Matt Stafford's now out. Is he? Um, yeah, with COVID. I thought he was... Is he officially ruled out, or is he just on the the list right now? I don't know. I think, well, he's he was ruled out the last I saw, but maybe he still has a chance to play. But as far as I know, I think he's he's ruled out. Does he have a zero? He next has a zero by his name. Ooh, wow. Okay. So I think that that is, yeah. Well, that's going to cause all sorts of problems for for Detroit. Well, then, since we've got a bunch of money. Um, Hmm. Hmm. Can I spend? I'm gonna spend a bunch. Well, don't and spend too much. What, what, we have what five thousand? Well, person? I did very bad math last time, didn't I? We did not have that much money left. I was thinking FanDuel budget. Oh yeah. Of sixty thousand, we only have fifty thousand, right? Wait, I'm how not... do we not have that much left? We just spent. Uh, we got a lot of people in the mid range there. James oh, Tyler Conner. Lockett and James Conner were big picks. Yeah, okay, no, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let me go in our flex. I'm going to put 5,800 Antonio Gibson against the. So New I have York I have a good Giants. value pick. If you want to go a little bit higher on yours. Well, who's your value pick? Because we have 4,300 uh, left. I think Danny Amendola with with Kenny Galladay out and a, like a. A backup quarterback, they might be dinking and dunking to Danny Amendola all the time. He might have 10 catches for 60 yards and be huge. I don't know. I just think that that's... All right. Well, if you want if you want Danny Amendola, in there, let's go do our thing. So that gives us 6,400 left. And 
you need like the like the computer I want to kill how much did I say we have left 64 yeah So this gives us, in the running back range, we've got Josh Jacobs, Todd Gurley, The Toast, and CEH. Mm -hmm. And yep. then for the wide receivers, we've got Robbie Anderson, Justin Jefferson, Marquise Brown, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, should I should I put my money where my mouth is and, and go with Robbie Anderson? Yes, in there? I was going to say that. You yeah. All right, we'll do that for 6,300. So that will make our final lineup of this week at quarterback, Deshaun Watson, running backs, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, wide receivers, including flex. We have Will Fuller, Tyler Lockett, Danny Amendola. That's our dart throw of the week. And Robbie Anderson, tight end, Noah Fant. And our defense we're rolling with is Minnesota. I think that's awesome. Winner. Winner right here. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us again for the week nine podcast. Just a reminder, the trade deadline is November 23rd. So if you're looking to trade for picks or for some last minute players, um, get on that and best of luck. Talk to you